Wow, what a weekend. The Chicago White Sox sweep the Red Sox in Boston. Outstanding pitching efforts from starters and the bullpen. Error-free baseball and just enough offense to get the job done. Uh, Chicago White Sox return home, riding a six-game winning streak, and will be greeted, finally, by Yoan Moncada. You are locked on White Sox. Your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome to Locked On White Sox. Uh, thank you for making Locked On White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Sox. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search Locked on White Sox. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Murawski, a lifelong diehard Chicago White Sox fan, recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. Really appreciate you letting me steal some of your time to talk White Sox. Lockdown White Sox is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Yoan Mankata and potentially Joe Kelly are going to be joining the Sox on Monday. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. Uh, Vince Velasquez and the White Sox bullpen have been electric. But first, how about that weekend of baseball? Uh, for our White Sox. Uh, State of the Sox, they are sitting at 14 and 13. Uh, they do have that minus 13 run differential, and they're still chasing Minnesota. Uh, but it is a six-game winning streak uh, for the White Sox as they swept uh, the Boston Red Sox in Boston. Um, what a difference a week makes. Uh, the good guys that wear black uh, they are playing some outstanding baseball in the month of May, not scoring a ton of runs, doing just enough uh, to get the job done. Uh, but the difference maker has been bullpen numbers uh, in Boston. Uh, they only gave up one earned run, zero errors in the series. Uh, talking about, you know, just starting pitching, bullpen pitching in general for the White Sox, so different these last five to six games than when it was like at the start of the season. Uh, the first 21 games, Sox 8-13, uh, and 13, uh, the ERA 3.89, issuing 4.6 walks per game and 13 unearned runs. Uh, heading into Sunday's series finale against Boston, where, of course, the Sox won 3-2, uh, Sox obviously were 5-0, and riding that uh, five-game winning streak Starting pitching in bullpen, pitching in general, issuing a 1.37 ERA with 2.4 walks per game, zero earned runs. Um, such a difference. Uh, you're seeing big-time performances from guys like Foster, uh, Lopez. Vince Velasquez has been a completely different pitcher. We're going to get to those guys uh, throughout this episode. Uh, Sunday you know, was the getaway uh, day. It was uh, kind of had that getaway lineup. Uh, with Dallas Keuchel on the hill. It was a NBC uh, game with Jason Benetti, Steve Stone, and Kevin Euclid on the call. 
Sacks won three to two against the Red Sox. Um, White Sox having 18 games in 17 days. So, of course, guys are going to get the day off. Uh, no Tim Anderson, uh, Lurie Garcia, Garcia leading off. Uh, Danny Mendick was at short. Uh, A.J. Pollock given the day off, which he really desperately needed. Um, so it had a feel of a kind of throwaway lineup, maybe, with the series already being won. But you want the sweep, but you also know you've got to manage some time off when you don't have another day off until the 23rd of May. Uh, so this was one of those games that, hey, if the Sox can grind out a win, uh, that's a really good sign. That's a confidence boost. And things got off to a kind of a slow start. Uh, but Keuchel was uh, he, he was holding his own. Uh, there was a bit of a delay, a 20-minute delay in the fourth. Keuchel's still pitching in that game. Uh, Jake Berger was up to bat, and he had a foul ball, and it hit the uh, home plate umpire right in the mask, square, center cut, knocked down uh, home plate umpire. They had to do an umpire change. There was a 20-minute delay, and you're wondering, you know, Will Keiko come back out? Uh, that's that's a difficult for a pitcher to be on the bench for that long. Not unusual, uh, but for a guy like Keiko, maybe that would be something that you know he might not be able to bounce back from. But he did come back. You know, he was only at sixty pitches. Uh, there were some problems for him in the sixth, though. Uh, he had two on, one out. Uh, was able to manage his way around it. Um, not a bad line for Keuchel. Six innings pitched, eight runs, two, I'm sorry, eight hits, two earned runs, one walk, five strikeouts. He's got his ERA down to 6.86. Uh, and then the bullpen came on to help out. Um, the lights out bullpen, Burr, Foster, Ruiz, Souza, giving up zero walks, five strikeouts, and zero earned runs. Just awesome. And that was really the theme of the weekend and the theme of this six game uh, winning streak, uh, very little offense. You know, the, the offense has not been during this winning streak. We haven't seen a lot of power numbers. We haven't seen, uh, you know, the sacks uh, go on any crazy tears offensively. It's just, you know, some timely hitting and, you know, they're still leaving a lot of guys on base. It's not like uh, they're, they're capitalizing on every moment where they've got runners in scoring position, but, you know, moments come up, they get big hits, uh, and then the, the bullpen and pitching has been able to uh, completely shut down the opposition. Abreu was, uh, was the hero on Sunday, big two-run double. Uh, that was pretty much it. You know, the Sox could have gotten more. Uh, they were two for nine with runners in scoring position. Uh, the White Sox are beating teams that they should beat. Uh, they swept, obviously, the Cubs in Wrigley. The Cubs are not a very good team. And then they just swept the Red Sox. Red Sox are not a very good team. They're last place in the AL East. Now, starting this six-game winning streak, the White Sox were not a very good team. Um, the record showed it. Their numbers showed it, as we talked about at the beginning of this episode, in terms of pitching. Uh, the defense was atrocious, uh, just not getting the timely hitting that they needed. Um, and things have flipped. In this month of May, the White Sox have only lost one game. Uh, everything has been different. Uh, the White Sox, you know, we're going to talk about, they're going to be welcome Cleveland. And the last time we saw Cleveland, boy, we couldn't get out of our own way. Uh, committing errors, giving up runs left and right, horrible pitching, and just, you know, offense wasn't there. Uh, so, you know, hey, 
it's a six game winning streak. The psych, the sacks are 14 and 13. It, it feels good. And if you've been away from this team, you just kind of turn them off in April. They're a different team right now. And they're going to get some reinforcements as we're going to discuss. And a guy like Jose Abreu, uh, I mean, he is absolutely back. And I'm going to tell you why the timing could not be better. Uh, more on that in a moment. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. Thank you for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Lockdown Now podcast, recaps of MLB games with analysis from our local experts, taking fans through the season like no other network, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, so let's move to game uh, two in this series. It was the Saturday game. Uh, another nail biter Sacks beat the Red Sox at uh, three to one and the Red Sox were throwing a guy that, you know, coming into the game, he, his numbers were not there. This is a guy that the Sox, a uh, white Sox offense should have really pounded on, but uh, Nick Pavetta was absolutely mystifying uh, the white Sox uh, sliders and 93 mile per hour fastballs down the middle. That was the secret recipe for this guy. Uh, you know, Robert couldn't handle him. You know, a lot of these these White Sox players, you, you kind of look at it like, what what is he doing? Is he just hiding the ball really well? Is he keeping them off balance? It's not like he was mixing the ball up left and right, up and down. He was throwing pitches right down the middle. And I, I don't know if it was just the White Sox hitters guessing on something, but they looked completely confused. Uh, if you watch the game, you're just shaking your head. Uh, nothing really going for this offense early on. Uh, Dylan Cease was on the hill. He looked fine. You know, he wasn't uh, his, his sharpest self, and he'd probably admit that the command just was not there. He threw a lot of pitches, but it was a solid effort from Dylan Cease. He gave you five innings pitched, pretty typical. Four hits, one earned run, three walks, eight strikeouts. He's got his ERA at 2.38. Uh, he really just had one bad inning uh, where he gave up a run. Um, and, you know, that that's that's a performance where, you know, the White Sox should win that game. That's a great uh, starting pitching performance from Dylan Cease. Not his best, but a pretty great performance. So no offense really from the Sox uh, before the ninth. Nothing doing at all. Several opportunities. Uh, A.J. Pollock, who has looked just absolutely lost at the plate. He was one for nine in the series, hitting second, which uh, that should not be happening again. Um, you know, he had some opportunities to drive runs in with men on. Uh, he has been really confusing to watch. Definitely not what we thought we were getting offensively. He is, you know, he had those first two games of the year in Detroit, hitting everything he could see, hamstring issue, and uh, you know, he is, boy, he has just looked completely lost. Uh, Pollock on his career has played in over 900 games, and his career slash line is 280, 336, 478. 
I have a feeling he's going to come around. I just think, you know, he's once he breaks out of it, I think we might see uh, Pollock go on a streak. Uh, but now it's really difficult. And to see him hitting second, uh, it's a problem. Uh, but, you know, we still had to get the job done. Sacks offense in the ninth. Uh, Jake Berger walked. Ingle doubled. And then Lurie Garcia had a sack fly to tie up the game. Uh, Ronaldo Lopez in the bottom of the ninth. Boy, he had a gutsy uh, outstanding performance. He ends up with runners on second and third with one out. Uh, Bobby Dalbick for the Red Sox uh, comes up hitting 145. And you just had a weird feeling like this guy was going to be maybe the hero for the Red Sox. That's kind of how things have gone at times for our White Sox, but not the case. Uh, got him out. And then Trevor Story comes up, got him to pop up for the third out. Just an outstanding effort from Ronaldo Lopez. He kind of got himself into that situation and then he was able to get himself out. Great confidence builder, much like Foster's performance uh, up north at Wrigley uh, this past week. Uh, great outing uh, from Lopez. So we go to the extras and a huge uh, leadoff double uh, by Abreu. Pollock was the, the ghost runner, so to speak, on second. Uh, Abreu getting hot at the right time. And with the weather warming up uh, here in Chicago for this coming seven-game series, this is perfect timing for Abreu to get it going. I mean, he was really the difference maker in game two and game three offensively. Um, Robert comes up. Uh, Robert gets a base hit. Sox tack on two in the 10th, which is what you really need to do. One is not enough when you've already been spotted a runner on second. So to, for the Sox to get two runs, in the 10th, the way they did it, uh, that was huge. Uh, again, not a ton of scoring, but like when they needed it uh, in, in this past weekend series in Boston, they got it. Uh, and when you're pitching, you're starting pitching, when your bullpen especially has been able to shut teams down, um, that's all you need then, right? At the end of the day, it's just, hey, as long as you have more runs than your opponent, then you're good to go. Bottom of the 10th. Saw Liam Hendricks in for the save, which was, uh, you know, since the Cubs series, uh, he has been a different pitcher, it just absolutely electric uh, during the five-game winning streak. Of course, he didn't pitch on Sunday. Uh, he's looked absolutely dominant. Uh, got, got his ninth save on Saturday, and the Sox ended up getting back to 500 in game two of that series. Uh, it had to have been a confidence builder for this Sox team, you know. You talk about when uh, players are in slumps and uh, players just, you know, a, a hitter just needs a bloop single to maybe prove to himself, hey, I can do it. I can get on base. I can come up with a hit. And then things start trending in the right direction. You kind of feel that way for a team. A team, you know, it hadn't been going well for the White Sox. What could go wrong was going wrong. They weren't helping themselves out with defense and poor pitching. Um, and they, they got on this streak, and I think that Cubs series in some poor conditions, uh, kind of an emotional, um, high energy, very dramatic series against your inner city rival, and then going to Boston and, and just being able to squeak out some wins. Saturday, you know, they really should not have won that game. Um, and to do that in the ninth, and then what they did in the 10th, and Lopez's performance, it had to have been a confidence builder. And in the uh, Chicago Tribune, 
Lamont Pope had a great article, uh, Sunday morning's edition, and uh, Robert had some quotes, uh, spoke through an interpreter, and, and Robert said, you know, hey, we had a really tough April, and to win this kind of game gives us hope. Uh, our hope is up. Our confidence uh, is hope. Everything is up. So when you've got that type of feeling where, no, now things are going in our direction, you know, things are just going to come out on top for us. And that's a pretty awesome feeling. And uh, again, to, to leave uh, Boston with that, with that three game sweep, not like in dominant fashion, but still you got the job done in spots where you probably shouldn't have, uh, if this was the month of April, it's a new month. Sox are playing really well. Now they get to come home to have some redemption uh, on Cleveland uh, and take on a very tough uh, Yankees team. If you, if you want to put yourself up against the team right now, uh, it's the Yankees. They're playing outstanding baseball. So first things first, though, uh, is Cleveland. The White Sox will be welcoming back Yoan Mankata, and I'm going to tell you why the Guardians are in big trouble. Uh, more on that in just a moment. Summer is coming up, and with summer, you're going to need some food on the go. Built Bars are the perfect snack to take with you on family vacations. Throw them in your bag. Throw them in the kids' backpacks. Make sure that everyone has a bar so you are fueled uh, for your summer adventures. The best part about Built Bars, they're healthy and delicious. No more sacrificing delicious food for health. With Built Bar, you can have both, and it's easy. All you have to do is go to built.com and order now. All built bars and puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate. That means that with built bar, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it. Have you tried built puffs yet? They come in crazy flavors like banana cream pie and even churro. Who doesn't want a protein bar that tastes like a churro? And they're only 140 calories. If that's not enough flavor for you, then you might want to try the Mixed Box. The Mixed Box comes with 12 flavors of bars and puffs. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Go to Built.com to get all your favorites. Banana cream pie, raspberry, double chocolate, and so many more. They are all delicious and new flavors are coming out all the time. Check them out at built.com. So just go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. So Friday night uh, was game one of the Boston series, and we got to talk about it simply because of Vince Velasquez. This was the Apple TV Plus game. Uh, White Sox beat the Red Sox 4-2 to to kick off the weekend. A uh, couple miscues by Abreu at first and Ingle and Wright. They weren't scored as errors. So if you looked at the box score, it looked like another clean game uh, defensively. But it was really all about Velasquez once again. Uh, he had another great outing. This, uh, of course, was back-to-back outings. He had that great game on the 30th of April. They were giving out those Southside hockey jerseys, and he mystified uh, the Angels. So this was uh, his follow-up outing. Velasquez went five innings, four, uh, three hits, one earned run, two walks, two strikeouts. His RA is uh, below four now, sitting 3.97. 
Uh, last two starts for Velasquez has combined for 10 plus innings, only one earned run, two walks, and eight strikeouts. Uh, the bullpen, outstanding. They This was the only run given up during the entire weekend series. It happened on Friday. Uh, Foster, Bummer, Graveman, and Hendricks came in in relief for Velasquez. And of course, just that one run that I mentioned. Uh, Robert hit a home run in Friday's game that I don't know has, if has landed yet. It was an effortless bomb to left field. It, it wasn't even in, I would say, like his wheelhouse. He almost golfed it out. And uh, it was that was awesome to see him flex that power on that Apple Plus uh, uh, broadcast. Uh, Sheets and Grandal uh, were playing in that game. And, you know, they um, they have been really struggling. Grandal had a couple uh, hits on Saturday and Sunday's action, but Sheets has been really disappointing. Um, going into the weekend, Sheets and Grandal were combined seven for 46 with zero home runs. So seeing what happens uh, with the offense once Moncada comes back, McGuire has been catching quite a, quite a bit. Um, has it been too much? You know, I, I'm assuming he's going to catch again on Monday since it's a Kopech game. Uh, I, I think we need Grandal's bat. We need him to get on base. He showed a little bit of life on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, so kind of watching watching that to see what happens with Sheets. Uh, you know, do they need to make room in this lineup? Does Sheets get sent down? I, I don't know what they're going to do with him, but he is really – uh, scuffling. Uh, Hendricks had a, a save on Friday as he did on Saturday. It has just been all about sacks pitching, limiting walks, and the defense has been so solid. That, that has been the theme in this six-game winning streak. Solid pitching from starting uh, bullpen, uh, solid defense, and some timely hitting. Uh, Yoan Mancada should be returning to the White Sox lineup. Uh, TLR actually even said he's going to be hitting second on Monday. And Michael Kopech uh, will be pitching for the Sox on Monday. Kopech did not pitch against Cleveland the last time the Sox faced the Guardians. Um, so we'll see how that plays out. Um, looking for some rede redemption against the Cleveland Guardians. Hopefully the Sox play some clean baseball this time around. Don't give up any outs, limit the walks. And of course, Mankata in that lineup should be a difference maker. Uh, he had six games in Charlotte. He was seven for 22, slashed 318, 360, 636, had a couple home runs and five RBIs. Um, Michael Kopech in his five games uh, this year, 23 innings pitched, 23 strikeouts, and he's got that 1.17 ERA. Should be outstanding weather for the homestand. Monday, you could see temps in the high 70s, so that's usually great uh, for Sox offense. Uh, folks, really appreciate you making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Lockdown White Sox podcast everywhere you find podcasts. We are on Twitter and Instagram at LockedOnSox. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore uh, GGTB. Thanks for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen. Now make your second listen Lockdown MLB. Paul Francis Sullivan, just call him Sully, brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues past and present. 
It's free and av available wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up on the next episode, how did Kopech fare against Cleveland? And what did Mankata look like uh, in his return? Really appreciate you making Lockdown White Sox your first listen. I am Nick Morowski. Until next time, go Sox.